3: Hello and welcome to the Arash Kazi show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Or 1090, ESPN 98.5, The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hope everybody is having a fabulous Christmas. I know I am. Hope everybody is getting what they wanted for Christmas today. I know for me. I am getting what I'm getting with this WWE Fantabulous Christmas Special show guys if you listen before you're going to get it again it's going to be magic I love it we have the beautiful wonderful Adrian talented Adrian Hernandez interviewing Mr. Grayson Waller of the WWE so sit back relax enjoy this show it's going to be a doozy it's going to be wonderful again you guys with Adrian Hernandez on the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio and Adrian Waller or Grayson Waller. The host of the Grayson Waller Effect. It's Grayson Waller. And Grayson, first off, I'm
2: glad to be talking to you because I'm going to be honest, if we go back to WrestleMania weekend in LA, I missed you during the media day. It was a missed opportunity, but we're here now. And since then, obviously, a lot of things have changed for you. And usually this is a question that I close out an interview with, but I'm going to start it right here as we close out the year. What's the one thing this year that you're proudest of Professionally,
1: uh, you know, it's, it's been a crazy year, you know, NXT had some big things, you know, Johnny Gargano's stand and deliver was a highlight, even though I got, you know, my head beaten in that's okay. Um, but I think for me personally, like, uh, having my broken leg on my last NXT match and still getting drafted and still being on TV every week with the talk show and, and, and getting through that broken leg. And then somehow having my first main roster match in Madison square garden in the main event against a guy like edge, like. It's very hard to bait that. And I think that's, that's one that'll kind of like be hard to bait for the rest of my career.
2: Yeah, it's a good thing to have when you have to decide between all these like great things. And you know, one thing you didn't just mention is the John Cena moment at Money in the Bake, O2 London Arena. And you know, getting ready for this interview, one of the things I appreciated, I went back uh, when you joined After the Bell on their podcast. And it was cool when they asked you about it. And you said, yeah, it was surreal. But this is also what I do this for. Like, this is where I expect to be and to be in those positions. Because like, honestly, earlier this year, I've always wanted to be on the radio. And one of those moments that was surreal for me is I got to interview The Undertaker. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had two seconds where I went, holy shit, I'm about to talk to The Undertaker. But then I instantly went like, no, I have an opportunity. I complain. I see everybody getting to interview people. Now it's time to work. I got the ball and let's make this work. Um, when it comes to that mentality of being like, no, I expect to be here. What do you like, what do you give credit to have that mentality? Cause that's not an easy thing to
1: have. No, and, and my thing is I'm a big sport fan, so i i watch everything, uh, especially like American sports. And I watch a lot of sport documentaries, especially cause like as an athlete myself, like I, I, I like to take a lot of my mindset from, from the greats. And, and when you go back through history and you see these greats, you see them early on in their careers, when they came up, When they were a rookie, they weren't acting like a rookie. You know, when they get in there, like, now you see it with some of the guys in the NBA. When your first game is against LeBron James, you can either be a fan and ask for an autograph, and he'll show you no respect. He'll run over the top of you, and you'll never perform like you're supposed to. Or you can go in, see him as a peer, and be like, I want to beat that guy. um, And that's when you're kind of at your best. And that's for me personally. Like, I like to have a chip on my shoulder. I like to kind of be fired up and... um, Coming to the main roster, I think you can get caught in the headlights pretty easy. Especially because once you're up here, everyone's big. Everyone's a big star. Um, And I I think if you treat some of these legends with too much respect, you're on the wrong side of the guardrail. You should go buy a ticket, you know? You should go buy a ticket to watch The Undertaker show um, rather than being in the ring opposite them. So I think the best form of respect from me personally is to go at them as hard as possible because I think that's what they deserve. They've laid the the groundwork, they're the reason I'm here. Well, I'm going to come in and and give you my best.
2: No, I love that mentality. And, you know, talking about being called up to the roster this year, um, I can imagine it's a totally different environment. All right. (laughs) You're not 10 minutes away from where the show's always done. You're on the road Mm -hmm. an unimaginable amount of time. um, And, you know, every show's different, things can change in an instant. What's been the hardest part? Has it been the travel, trying to find the gym, maintaining like your body and all that stuff? What's been the hardest part of being on the road for all these shows?
1: Yeah, no, tra- travel's definitely the hardest part because like the wrestling and the perform that's the fun part. You know, we get to go out in front of 10,000 people every week and put on a performance. Like that's a lot of fun. Hanging backstage with the boys, that's a lot of fun. Like the SmackDown is great. I got my boy Theory, I got my boys pretty deadly. Like I got mates up there. So it's like, that's the fun part. The hard part is when, you know, you've, you've fought Kevin Owens for 20 minutes on TV. Your back hurts. Your rib hurts. Your face hurts because he punched you. And then you've got to drive four and a half hours to the next show. You get there like three in the morning, four in the morning. Then you've got to wake up. And as you said, then you've got to go to the gym. Then you've got to try and fight food. Like the, the schedule is wild, but like it's all worth it because of those shows. You get to go out and have fun. But uh, you definitely have to be a bit more proactive about taking care of yourself and taking care of your body.
2: Yeah, and or you got to spend time doing interviews with people like me. But we appreciate it, Grayson. Thank you. Um, one thing I'm, I think that's here. been... I'm just here so I don't get fined, you know? Hey, <laughs> I love the sports references. You know, I was I like... I'm gonna be Look, before the interview, I was like, am I going to ask him about Draymond Green? Not only because of the chokehold and then what happened <laughs> last night.
1: Did you see the punch? The spinning back fist, man. He's been <laughs> watching some UFC, old, old Draymond, and it's always by accident, right? You could never purposely give someone by a spinning back fist at all.
2: He uh he plays basketball like it's not on television. It's the craziest thing. But anyway, yeah. um <laughs> oh, what me? No, what were you talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Can't wait to see him on the Grace of Waller effect. Maybe at Mania coming up. <laughs> we'll see. Um uh, one thing that's been cool like particularly with you is, you know, obviously um there's people that weren't in tune with NXT and you get called up and you know, every time you're on television it felt like everyone's like Yo, this guy can hang. This guy's impressive. And the buzz was was getting bigger and bigger every time you were on TV. But also with that buzz is the comparisons. And I know early on, you know, people were like MJF or The Miz. And to be honest, I'm like, that's kind of lazy. Just because they're white dudes that are coming out with some swagger doesn't mean that they're all the same thing. Like, they're all approaching it differently if you really sit back and listen to them. Um, do you feel like you've kind of broke through those comparisons and kind of, you know, uh, found yourself and found your footing?
1: I, to be honest I, I, I think I did that straight away but for, I always say people online they don't really have much creativity when it comes to you know talking trash but that's all people do on you know online they talk trash so the, the most basic form of trash talk is comparison that's what I feel you know and what I'm going to complain because they're comparing me to The Miz you know WrestleMania main eventer, a guy who's won a bunch of championships been doing this like nearly two decades like, I'm going to complain because they compare me to MJF who's incredible on the mic and very good in the ring like when the comparisons are like that, I'm not going to complain. But I think Miz and MJF and Mus- we've all talked about it. Like, there is no real comparison, as you said, you know? We're just guys who go out, we're super confident, and we say what we need to say. But we're all individuals. Um, so the comparisons are what they are. Um, if I start getting compar- compared to like, some flops who are terrible, then I'll start stressing. Then I'm going to start worrying about it. But for now, like, I'm out doing my own thing, and uh, that-, that noise doesn't enter my head. No, I
2: love to hear it. Uh, you talk about noise. Perfect lead in. I like the synergy of this interview. Uh, the crazy year that you've had has also involved uh, a Taylor Swift saga uh, with the Swifties. Um, also, an incident uh, with the, a dude jumping the barricade. So, if I could compare the two, what was crazier? Uh,
1: you know, I. I like having fun. I'm very good at what I do. You know, uh, one of my talents is I'm very good at getting under people's skin. Like, I know exactly what I have to say. I have control in those moments. So, you know, somehow I had a guy jump the guardrail trying to attack me, but uh, I think I was in more fear for my life with the Swifties, man. They're a little bit more terrifying. You know, these 45 year old women, man, they go in hard. They, they're still commenting on my Instagram photos. Um, uh, but, you know, that's that's part of the fun of what I do. I enjoy that. I My job in my head is to get a reaction out of you. And it's not a positive one. I couldn't care less if you like me. I don't want you to cheer me. I don't want you to tell me I'm good. I want you to hate me. And, and that's something I'm very, very good at. I, uh,
2: I saw a 10-minute TikTok video of someone like dissecting your life and being like, this teacher who was on Survivor and now he's a wrestler. What a douchebag. How dare he? Um, and also, I joked about it when I laughed, but seriously, if you're going to the show in Vegas or wherever, please don't jump over the barricade for the safety of everyone. Get it together. It's also one of the stupidest things you could do. Going into an NFL field, a WWE ring, like, what are you doing? But we'll move on. Um, You you talk about guys on the mic that speak their mind. Of course, here's the question that you knew was coming. CM Punk is back. He returned. So part one of this question is, what was the feeling backstage? Because I was at the show and I actually had to go behind. Like I had to argue with security to go backstage because they're like, nope, you can't cut. Something's happening. Um, So how was that? And then two, um, I know that I, I don't believe you guys have a connection point. Um, so like, what's your overall feeling that he's joined the company?
1: So the thing is like, uh, the, the internet, I, I didn't realize how wrong the internet was about everything until I came to WWE and I was actually backstage and saw sort of things, you know, I, I don't think there's anything but positive energy about CM Punk coming back. The entire roster right now is, is, is great from top to bottom. Everyone's challenging each other. Everyone wants to be the top guy, but no one's stepping on anyone to get there. Maybe me, you know, I don't mind doing that, but everyone's kind of working together. We, We want this product to succeed. And I think that's what's happening. So I think everyone's buzzing to have him back. Why would you not want to have this guy who can cut incredible promos, who can have great matches, who the crowd wants to see, who's super controversial? Like, if you don't want him back here, like, you're stupid, type of thing. Um, And for me personally, you know, I said some things online about Punk when I heard the rumors. I like to play with the rumors and have some fun and that type of thing. Um, And and I got to meet him recently, and then that's that's all I'll say on that. But uh, I, I, I was. Trained in NXT originally by Ace Steel, who was obviously Punk's coach as well. So, like, I I know the type of training that he went through. Ace Steel's a a great trainer, man. He's very hard-nosed, very very to the point. He got me a lot of my first matches in NXT. So, you know, I I have nothing but positive things to say about Ace and nothing but positive things to say currently about Punk. Um, But I'm sure that'll change uh, in the future.
2: Without up? Pardon the interruption on the interview. Real quick, we have to show some love to the people that are helping make this content possible. Zipchair and zipchairgaming.com. Holiday season is here, y'all. If you want to go extra on the gift, get all the brownie points and really come up clutch this holiday season, I have a suggestion. Zipchair.com. Go there. Find your partner or yourself who ever. The perfect chair for their office, their gaming area, their cubicle, whatever the case, or you want the recliner, you want the bar stool, you want the man cave for the house to really get the perfect thing to really seal in the best man cave in the neighborhood. Zipchair.com. Use that discount code Adrian to save yourself 10%. And hey, if your partner has a favorite team why don't you slap on the team's logo on it? With Zipchair as possible, customizable from the logos to the comfortability, and as a big guy, it has the triple XL seal of approval. Zipchairgaming.com, use that discount code Adrian. Yeah, caveat on the currently, and we'll leave it there. Um, and you talk about the locker room as well. Um, for me, I was lucky enough, I've been able to travel with you guys a little bit, I was in Puerto Rico for Backlash, uh, was cool for me, my homeland. I hadn't been there for years. And the amount of pride that I had being there was, it's any wrestling show, I'm always comparing it to the crowd that was there in Puerto Rico and the pride that was in that arena. Yeah. Um, for you, I want to talk to you about the pride that you have with you know the, uh, the Aussie presence on the main roster and throughout WWE. And obviously, I know Royal Rumble's coming up. But I know you have that calendar circled for Elimination Chamber going back home. Like, just talk to me about all that.
1: Yeah, it's been great seeing, you know, Rhea killing it, Indy killing it, um, Bronson Reed killing it. Like, Raw's got some Aussie flavor about it. And then I kind of carry it on my back on Fridays. Um, But I'm glad to see so many Aussie talent doing so well because the Australian wrestling talent has always been world class. People just haven't seen it. So I'm hoping we get more over here. But uh, for me, like Elimination Chamber in a lot of ways is my WrestleMania. I've never been on a WrestleMania before. Obviously, that's a huge goal of mine for next year in Philly. But that Elimination Chamber show, like that, that's that's my show. I think when it comes to all the Australian talent, I'm, I rock the Australian flag on all my gear. Like, I think I'm as Australian as it comes and I really want to perform on that show in front of that crowd, in front of my friends, in front of that family. Uh, it, it It's very motivating, extremely motivating. And I know like, we saw like Zelina in Puerto Rico and how much that meant to her in that moment. And it's cool that a lot of us are getting those opportunities to wrestle in front of our hometowns and not just do it on like a live event or anything, like do it in these big shows with these big moments and big matches.
2: Yeah. With over 50,000 tickets sold so far, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Speaking of tickets, WWE's holiday tour is coming here to Vegas MGM Grand Garden Arena last Friday of the year, December 29th. Get your tickets to Ticketmaster.com. A few more minutes before we let you go. And thank you so much for the time, Grayson. Uh, For those Americans that are making the trip to Australia, do you have any tips? And
1: also, do you have an American
2: accent? Can we hear it?
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) My tip would be like, especially at the time in February, like, you're going to love life. I and mean, obviously the Vegas people, you know, you guys have nice weather over there. Florida's pretty decent. But February in Australia, that's a perfect time to come. Weather's nice. Like, it's not too hot. The beaches are beautiful. Like, my, my, my thing would just be take advantage of it. And, the, mate, the American dollar, you almost double your money going to Australia. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Every time I look at my, my salary, I go, oh, I'm going to convert it to Australian dollars and make me feel good about myself, you know. Um uh, American accent like uh, it's very basic, you know, it's almost annoying. I can do like the American girls like oh sometimes like they're very pretty but oh sometimes it struggles like, oh my God, like, can we please go to Starbucks before we keep and it's like, oh yeah, but it's just like, you know, have you seen the show Big Mouth? Yes, 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 yes. I can't remember the girl's name on it, the blonde girl, but that's how every American sounds in my head. Uh, you know, very, very nasally can be very <laughs> annoying as well i love it i love
2: it i love it um i I do also want to mention uh nxt and kind of your nxt pride you know obviously you this this nxt class that got called up to the main roster you guys have been very impressive you zoe to name a few um but then some of those that are still in nxt um it's been cool to see like you can pinpoint your match with aj styles as like the starting point of some of the main roster coming down and NXT had the WrestleMania a couple months ago <laughs> with everyone being on the show um, How do you just feel about like watching all that and some of the opportunities that they're getting?
1: It, it, it's very cool to see and you know, I, I try my best my schedule a little bit wilder now But it's like I try my best to, to kind of head down there and kind of see everyone because it's it's not just obviously You got guys like Melo and Bron who've been killing it for a long time and you know I'm probably ready for the main roster, but you know, we're just waiting for those opportunities, you know uh, but the coolest thing is seeing all these new people coming in and start smashing it straight away, you know. I was kind of there for their first, for their tryouts for some of them, some of them there for their first matches inside the PC, and now seeing them on NXTV is very, very cool. Like, there's the men's breakout tournament at the moment. There's a lot of those guys that, like, I got to help out early on. You know, I got to see early on and, and, and give them some advice and get in there for some of their first matches and things like that. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's cool seeing the newer guys, and girls kill it so early, you know get these big opportunities. I think trick tricks another one that's like I think everyone down there knew how good trick was for a very long time, um, but it was just he, he just had to wait for that opportunity, and I know he's not a patient guy, I know he wants the world because um, that's the kind of guy he is, and I love that energy, um, but I think it's all worked out for the best, and it's just cool seeing everyone succeed.
2: you talk about people who have picked stuff up early, Tiffany Stratton, my god, like yeah. Uh, it's insane um and if i could ask you a nerdy question um and it involves uh nxt for those that don't know uh, you didn't just show up on wwe television you put years into this you're working the indies in australia um and obviously nxt has kind of gone the nil route Mm -hmm. could you talk to me about i guess kind of some of the plus and minuses it's funny you know in the radio now they're giving opportunities to people who are like popping on Instagram and TikTok and being like, you got followers, bring them to the station and NIL, you got these athletes, but I do think there's something about going through the trials and tribulations of the Indies and performing at these shows with 10 Mm -hmm. people or a hundred and this and the third, could you kind of talk to me about those dynamics?
1: Yeah. And and, and I'll, I'll I'll be honest, like early on as an independent wrestler, like I hated it. I thought it was a stupid idea because you get independent talent, you bring Mm -hmm. them on, and they're ready to go then, a lot of them. But then I kind of got involved a little bit more. I got involved with the tryouts and got to go and help out. I talked to the guys kind of running the NIL program. I got to go out to different colleges and do the NIL stuff. Uh, and it completely changed my perception because now you're going out and you're getting the best athletes in the country. You know, you're not, You have the guys who go to the NFL, NBA, whatever it is, the Olympics. There's a crop just under that talent level that doesn't really have many things to do, but they're almost at – level like they're so close so then they'll be bringing them in there's nothing but positives you talked about tiffany i got to work with early on we had a fun little tag run um she came from that program she came she was an athlete and now she's absolutely killing it there's so many different guys and girls who are very similar um so for me personally i think the NL program is is fantastic the issue is is you you bring in these kids and some of them don't have any respect for wrestling they don't know what it is and they don't put any effort into finding out what it is before they get there. And that's like that's just for any job. If I'm going for a job interview, I'm going to find out who the manager is. I'm going to find out who the boss is, a little bit of history. And some of these kids come in and they have no respect for what we do. Um, and they expect to be on TV in, in in six weeks. They don't know who any of the talent is. I could tell you some wild stories about questions people have asked that will blow your mind. But I'm not here to you know say any mean things. But So, so if you come in, you come in with the right attitude and you work hard, like, you're going
3: to kill it. And, guys, that was the infamous Adrian Hernandez and Grayson Waller. Hope you really, really enjoyed it. I know I did. I know I'm going to be enjoying what's coming up next after the break. The legendary Solo Joe. I don't know about you guys, but I grew up watching this guy just freaking crush it on um, the WWF and the WWE. And I just can't wait to hear what he has to say about all things wrestling so stay tuned guys for that after the break once we get back on the mightier 1090 espn radio in southern california 98.5 the bet in las vegas and the hawaii sports radio network i can't wait we'll be right back with the
2: Arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier
0: 1090 ESPN Radio.
4: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. As I mentioned before the break, our very own Mr. Adrian Hernandez talked to a living legend. Samoa Joe WWE superstar and NXT superstar AEW star now one of my all-time favorites so let's now hear our own Adrian Hernandez talking to the man the myth the legend himself Samoa Joe
2: we are fortunate to spend some time with a legend in my opinion Samoa Joe Joe how are you brother I'm excellent man how about yourself Man, I'm doing good. And look, it's your first time on the show. First time we've talked. And before we get into wrestling and I have to ask you questions to get on Fightful and do all that stuff, uh, we need to break the ice. okay? and let me tell you my little situation about what's going on in my life. Just got new neighbors. They just moved in. They're super dope. They're Samoan. It's Christmas season. I want to set the tone right. I want to, like, you know, just spread good vibes. Is there something I can do? like as a show of
0: good faith did you know like is, is there anything i could do oh 100 brother you need to go find yourself some big cans of corned beef now you take them big cans of corned beef and you take it over to your neighbors and trust me they're gonna cook you a meal that's gonna shut it down with that corned beef and you're gonna have a great time so i mean you trust me. you do that that enough in and of itself that that tells people that you know what to get a Samoan family come the holidays bro <laughs>
2: hey that's amazing and to be honest uh the, the uh the father of the household was like what up ooze and i popped yeah. i just yeah,
0: yeah. i felt cool i'm like okay this is that's good <laughs> Is,
2: man,
0: <laughs> it, it, it has to come in the can. You know, I don't know fancy corn beef you get in the... De- nah, corn beef in a can, bro. When you bring that to them, they gonna take care of you for the holidays.
2: Joe, I appreciate you. And look, I I requested to talk to you last month for a specific reason, and now that reason has exploded into a bigger thing. And I just told you. I view you as a legend, good sir, and your impact has went across professional wrestling into the NBA. So, first and foremost, with Draymond Green, can we rate the choke hold out of 10? Like, how how good did he really put that hold in?
0: You know, I've seen Draymond play for quite a while now. Draymond has always been a, a far better thug than he has been as, as late. You know, he's just not hiding stuff like he used to. You know, he used to kind of, like, look the other way, stomp on a guy's guts. You know, he used to choke a guy, but then pretend like, oh, no, he's holding on to my arm. Like, see, Draymond even trying as hard as he used to to hide it. That's why... You know, of the Draymond chokes I've seen over his career, that last one was probably about a six. You know what I mean? Like, he just he, he didn't disguise it as well. That tornado punch he threw, I mean, I've seen him throw that tornado punch for years. And, he, you know, he always got away with it because, yeah, oh, I'm over here and punching this way. You you know, got, got a good little rhythm with that. But, you know, the, as of late, I think just Draymond, just you know, he, he needed to pay a little bit more credence to, to to the quality thugging that he can get away with. not this just haphazard flailing of the arms that he's been doing lately. I mean, that's why he's suspended right now. <laughs>
2: Hey, brother, the Warriors dynasty is crumbling in more ways than one. They just they used to be better at everything, just a little bit better, a little bit cleaner, a little bit tighter. By the way, has there been anyone more suited to get into an AEW ring from the professional uh, uh, other professional athletes than Draymond?
0: You know, he might be he might be one of them. You know, he might be a candidate, you know. Uh, you know, if, if the suspension don't work out the way he wants to maybe got a little bit of free time You know, maybe we can maybe <laughs> get him crossed over a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how that works
2: out Hey, he can show up to a world's end and do his podcast. It'll be great. Oh, um, be great. You one thing I want to ask is like the If someone asked me like what do you love about Samoa Joe in my opinion? I'm like well first and foremost like everyone needs to take notes on the presence when he walks in things change and the attention changes. Um, And it's been weird this year seeing some of these viral videos of just Fans showing up at the airport with the Funko Pops, with the audio, with with the fifty million pictures, and please can you sign this for my son? But don't put his name because I'm trying to sell this on eBay and all this stuff. And it's been real od. And I'm curious for you. I just feel like nobody really tries you in public, right? Uh,
0: you know, I've been I've been fortunate enough. The fans have always been very gracious throughout my career. I will say this, man. I have no issue signing stuff for people, but uh, you know, I'll sign a thing for you. You know, what I mean, you you wrote up to me with fifty things and. You know all this other stuff you know you, you, i'm sorry I ain't doing the line for you b you know i, I, I got I got, that, I got that card for you my partner but you know other than that uh you know it's it, listen f- f- fans are a wonderful thing i know some some wrestlers have an issue with them uh that's all fine and dandy concern you know if you want to come up show the love say what's up come say what's up but, uh, you know, just know uh, we all got time on our hands, and I'll give you as much as I can, but it won't be much.
2: <laughs> Not the 50 different uh, camera shot pictures. Oh, hey, could yeah, you yeah. sign all these. No, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> something I'm never going to have to experience, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, bringing up this year, too, um, as someone who's been a veteran who's been literally everywhere, what's been wilder for you to realize, that wrestling is on television six days a week at least? Or the fact that now there are post game post event press conferences and kind of the media involvement and the, the change in that, which wasn't a thing 10 years ago.
0: I think both are astonishing to me. You know, I think, uh, the, the, the prevalence and the importance of live sports in the current media environment is, is definitely a, a big contributor to the fact that why, you know, you have to see so much pro wrestling now, you know, on TV, you know, I came from an era where there wasn't a lot of opportunity and, you know, we kind of dreamed of a scenario like this, where we have a lot of companies doing what they can to, to provide work for, for, for guys like me. And, um, you know, it's a wonderful thing to see that's come to that point in the industry and I, and I and I really love to see it. I love to see uh, fans get an opportunity to, to see what we do and the more opportunities they get to see it, then uh, the, I guess the happier I am.
2: Yeah, and you talk about the era that you came up in. It's always fascinating, you know, being fortunate with this job, getting to talk to trailblazers and people who broke through um, and... You know, it's always a case of they didn't do this to break through and, and and change the game. They were doing it because they were just trying to make it work, trying to survive and trying to do what they love. And there was a, a fascinating tweet from Abu. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right from Russell Puris. And he kind of talked about, you know, you Danielson, Punk Styles, you know, you guys leading the forefront um back in the day and kind of changing the landscape of professional wrestling and giving us fans like a different presentation of what a match could be Um, and how One of the reasons why you guys did that is because you had to travel everywhere to make it work, work in different countries, different crowd sizes before you got to where you guys are at now. And now with social media and stuff, you look at a dude like Nick Wayne who signs when he's 18. He's always going to be under the umbrella of producers and people telling him what to do and kind of not going through the school of hard knocks, for lack of a better term of learning, trying things out going out there in a crowd of just maybe 50 people and kind of those dynamics and how things have changed. Like, how do you view that?
0: Uh, first off, like I said, you know, I worked for a a long time trying to uh, build opportunity in this industry for, for, you know, outside of, of the, the traditional, uh, 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 companies that, you know, were, were the path, you know, and, uh, to see where we're at now, to see that guys like Nick Wayne at 18 are given opportunities to be signed early. You know, some people would be a little bit uh, upset or, or pissed off about it. No, that's mission accomplished. That's what I wanted. You know, I wanted there to be a pipeline for young guys to get into, you know, uh, uh real work, you know, and uh, there wasn't a lot of real work, you know, at the time WCW had closed down, uh, you know, ECW was was also, uh, you know, kind of in its last uh, phases of, of its existence, and its initial uh, incarnation, so it's like, it was a very very difficult time, and now, you know, uh, for me to be upset that there's boundless opportunity uh, after I've done all this work to get it to this point would seem pretty, uh, pretty stupid on my part, so um, yeah, I'm very happy with that, you know, and whether or not uh, he develops the same way, that's not for me to say, all I know is uh, uh, a lot of those producers and you know people who supposedly are telling them what to do. Uh, you know these are these are trusted voices in the industry who have a lot of experience and uh, you know as a young grappler, I think some of the the most fundamentally uh, career changing things came from, you know, just good sage advice from people who knew what the hell they were doing. And, um, you know, that that can't be understated enough. And I hope that uh, he receives that type of advice and training as he comes up through the ranks. And, uh, you know, I hope that there's more opportunity for young grapplers to uh, to succeed in this industry. You know, this, this is what I strive for when I was working for and to see it come into fruition. Now, I'm very happy with
2: it. Yo, hoping you and yours had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and now it is Black Friday, and as you do your shopping, I'm in flight to Chicago, Illinois. Lucky enough to be able to cover Survivor Series, and I wouldn't be able to do that without the good folks at Zipchair. And now, watch how I combine the two. I told you it's Black Friday. And Zipchair, if you don't know, makes some of the best furniture in the business. So here's the deal. You want to be the MVP this Christmas season, and you want to give the best gift, whether it's a huge sports fan, why don't you give them the bar stools for the basement with their favorite team's logo? You know what I'm saying? All right, the Mets, the Lakers, it doesn't matter. NBA, MLB, MLS, NFL, collegiate, they got it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you want to get the recliner, the couch, all the same, all comfortable. But then what I specialize in, I'm in my office I'm in my chair I'm at my desk a lot editing videos playing games replying to emails whatever a lot of hours spent in that seat and that seat needs to be comfy and that seat needs to be a zip chair use that discount code adrian to save 10% off and be the MVP of this holiday season hey man salute to you having that mindset cuz a lot of people don't have it even in radio yeah you um, know who people yeah.
0: you know who those people are they broke they broke You don't make this money <laughs> oh, they're mad at everybody. It's your yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we all need to come I, up here on the good side where, where it's nice and profitable and we ain't mad at anybody for for living their life you know <laughs> and insurance and then good health care yeah. all these that's good the things that's mad about a young guy getting opportunity is because you broke so knock it off man get out here get your own opportunities you'll be fine worry about yourself before you worry about everybody else <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: you you speak about being broke first off that's going to be the ig trailer for people to check out the interview so thank you for that <laughs> good sir um and another thing that made money uh was was all in um and look i just in terms of your career and things that you've done being a part of that show with the attendance and just really what that show meant um and that the fact that it was even possible where does that rank in your career when you look at accolades and things like that
0: oh very high i mean obviously just 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 for those reasons i mean just the the recognition of what the fan base is and seeing it all out and come out and and be a part of this huge event i mean that 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 you know spoke volumes to me and so um yeah, man, I, I, it was it was a massive, massive moment, and it's one I, I greatly appreciate and one I'm, I didn't expect to be a part of, but very happy that I was a part of.
2: Um, and one thing I do have to ask you is I was in L.A. Uh, I was at the Forum for Full Gear. Um, as someone who's done everything that you've done, I just want to get your initial reaction when you're backstage seeing what the hell Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page did in that match. What was the reaction?
0: Uh, if, for me... I, it's funny i i'm not surprised you know especially when it comes to those two individuals you know these are two guys who you know undoubtedly are in the prime right now and they're looking to make their mark on the world they're looking to you know give everything they have to the fans and and uh you know paint a very violent and then crazy picture in the process and um you know, watching the match, it, it did not surprise me at all. You know, both both men have been tremendously uh, dedicated to to the to the program leading up and, and wanting to give the best to the fans. And the match that was delivered was, uh, you know, exceeded expectations. And mine were pretty high. So, I mean, it, it's a testament to both those gentlemen to go out there and, and 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 perform and deliver in that environment.
2: It was the craziest like atmosphere I've ever been in. Um, all the fellas, including me, were like, "Yo, y'all need to chill." All the women were screaming, we want more blood, let's go. I'm like, what? Maybe works,
0: by the way, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, bro, it's crazy. Um, I, As we come to the end of the year, and by the way, uh, you're trying to get that Triple B belt, World's End, you can get it on pay-per-view December 30th as you uh, take on MJF, but as we close out the year, um, at any point in your career, I can imagine now you don't really care, but I'm interested, as you were on the come up, how much do you care about, like, the end of the year lists and and your 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 Melzer ratings and things like that. Like, how much did that play a part in your come up?
0: Uh, my my uh, end all be all uh, uh, judge and executioner is the fans, and that's the way it's always been. Um, you know, I don't knock people for for uh, digging meltzer ratings. You know, he's a guy with the who's watched a ton of wrestling has a strong opinions about it. But, I mean, to me, that's what it's always been. You know, I've always appreciated when he's liked my stuff, and when he hasn't, well, you know, the, that fan didn't particularly like my stuff that time. And I think that's the way, you know, I've always taken it. You know, my my my, I'm not a master to a, a publication. I'm a master to the fans that show up and come to see me and then want to be entertained. And that's really the focus of what I do. You know, I'm... I'm I'm out there for, for for the people, not for myself. I'm not out there trying to pad my resume or get a bunch of accolades so that I can seem important somewhere down the line when I'm nice retired. No, I wanna leave memories with people. I want you to come to a show, say you saw some old Joe rock the house and have a great time. And that's really always been my focus in my career, man. And like if that coincided and it happened to uh, you know, catch the critic's ire and they dug it, then cool. And if it didn't, that's cool too, you know, man. My my main focus has always been on the people who show up to the arena and want to have a good time and uh those that tune in at home and give me a a few hours of their time of their busy daily schedule and you know that's that's my focus man i, I want i want the people at home to enjoy it and like i said if it all works out and everybody enjoys it cool and if some people don't well, that's cool too as long as uh the people that i set out to entertain are entertained
2: facts and you can't make everyone happy um and something oh, I stopped trying made... a long time ago man <laughs> <laughs> yeah no straight up well one thing that's made me happy is this uh, this feud, per se, that you've had with MJF, um, a lot of twists and turns. Um, it's just been cool. Even the history that you guys have, uh, which some people may not remember, um, and seeing that you know kind of play out. Uh, if you could, and this is weird because you're trying to kick his ass and take everything that he cares about on December 30th. But yeah. to me, you, know, you talk about these lists, and it's funny because I'm a sports radio host. This is all mm-hmm. we do. We argue every day. You think LeBron's the greatest. I think Steph's the greatest. And there we go for three hours every day. Yeah. But... I think that some people have kind of like not given MJF the credit. Like to me, he's put himself in this position where he's kind of become the leader of AW. He's 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 took the ball and he's ran with it. And that's a lo- it's a different thing than some of these other people that have also done great, but they weren't in that position of being the top guy um, in this year. I guess if you could talk to me just about MJF and kind of his growth.
0: Uh, I think I think you kind of encapsulated a lot about how I feel about MJF. You know, the, the bottom line is, you know, a lot of people say they want to score a touchdown, but not many people are willing to go up there and rip the ball out of somebody's hand and go do it. And AJF, MJF is definitely one of those guys. You know, he's a guy that's not going to sit around waiting for opportunities to slap him in the face. He's very proactive. He's going to get out in front of things, and he's going to try to go make opportunities for himself. And, you know, that in and of itself is a testament to most people who are successful in this industry, is that they're not people who wait around for somebody to recognize their greatness. They go out there, and they show the world every, every week. And so, you know, MJF has been pretty consistent in that aspect, and uh, I think that is definitely where his biggest growth has been.
2: Yeah, well, December th- 30th, it ends, hopefully, for you. That, oh, yeah. it to, will. You get to end all that, and you get to take the title. Um, Before we get into, uh, close this out, and again, thank you so much for the time, AEW Collision. First time ever at the Dollar Loan Center, an amazing venue. First professional wrestling event in the venue as well. Tickets just went on sale, access.com, awtix.com as well. The night before the big game, just to make that weekend that much better. Um, One thing I do need to ask you is, you know, we're we're now living through the final stages of uh Brian Danielson's final year um professional wrestling in AEW. I know he says he's not going to completely retire, but this full-time and then we're we're running up against Sting retiring and I know that if AEW wasn't a thing, you might have been done as well. Um for you, how long do you see yourself? Is this is this a situation until my body tells me I can't do it no more or how does this play out in the perfect world for you?
0: Oh, no, I'll probably stop well before then. No, uh, you know, I've, I've been really, really fortunate. When I came off the concussion, I took uh, uh, two years off to really get everything back in, in, in order. And, and in that time, too, just in the recovery process, really changed a lot of, around in my training and changed a lot of things around that have benefited me to a great amount uh, health-wise. And, uh, you know, I feel good right now um, as far as where, where the, 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 the train will end. Uh, I'll let it play out a little bit more, but I, I will say this. Uh, I definitely have... a. a, a more than a handful of good years left in me and uh beyond that um yeah i'm excited to uh if we, if we are going to go out we're going to go out with the bang so uh it'll be interesting to see how these next few years play out
2: let's go and look man you got a lot of other things you got to handle which is where we'll transition to first off your reaction twisted metal season two uh
0: beyond excited you know uh obviously uh you know the the, the reception from fans uh you know worldwide has been tremendous uh you know, I know the numbers, uh, the streaming numbers have been off the charts phenomenal for Peacock, and they're more than excited for a season, for the seasons we're bringing up, you know, and I'm 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 just tremendously excited to get back in the truck and uh, and uh, introduce some new characters to the mad world, twist the metal to the world, and uh, hopefully bring some new favorites that uh, fans have been dying to see, hopefully bring them to, 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 to life uh, on the screen. So um, it, it's been a fantastic experience. You know, obviously, Anthony Mackey's a, a tremendous actor and very, very fun to work with, uh, including the entire cast. And uh I I I can't wait for season two.
2: Have you been able to play the Suicide Suicide Squad game yet? Have you got to build? Yes, yet? I
0: have. I participated in the alpha, got a little early play test Actually, post uh, uh, all in in London. Went down to the Rocksteady Studios and and got a little hands on it for the first time, and uh, very very excited about that too. Obviously, we're 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 coming out next year. Uh, look forward to uh, WB having a big presence on AEW here with that, but. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really really fun game. I'm I'm looking forward to everybody checking it out. I don't know if I'm breaking any of that alpha NDA even saying it's good, but it's it's a good deal. So <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: I think you
2: are. They've done all the gameplay videos. They they've shown yeah. a lot. So I think you're good. Yo, and by the way, rest in peace to E3. Um since, since we were bringing up games, um oh, that's crazy. I'm excited for that. Okay, so this will be the last question we'll close you out on this. Um Iron Claw is debuting next week in theaters. Um and If I gave you the choice to take any story, um, whether it was an on screen or behind the scenes and also doesn't have to be as devastating um, as the Von Erich family story, which is crazy that's coming out during Christmas time. But if I give you one story to pick, what would you make into a movie?
0: It's tough. You know, I've always been a big fan. I think I think Brody's story needs to be told. I think I think the life and death of the great bruiser Brody should be something that should be focused upon. I think that we're still fortunate enough that we have you know, men that knew him in his life that could help, you know, bring that to fruition. Um, You know, and, and just from a personal California thing, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more on Don Leo Jonathan, not a name that's maybe well known, but you know, just for stuff in and outside of the ring, you know, including some of the amazing diving stuff that he, that he achieved, I think would be an interesting little uh, foray into wrestling history. All
4: right. That was our very own Adrian Hernandez talking to the legend himself, Samoa Joe. We've always uh, enjoyed catching up with Joe over the years, whether he's been at TNA, WWE, now with AEW, just an absolute stand-up guy. So, uh, Looking forward to seeing what he does with AEW. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
2: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090
0: ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe.